Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look at the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who came to Earth from the planet Krypton with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a large metropolitan newspaper. In our last episode, we heard how, after many adventures in the far west, the case of the howling coyote had been brought to a successful conclusion by Superman. As our episode ended, Kent and Jimmy Olsen had started back for Metropolis, accompanied by Tumbleweed Jones, Jimmy's newfound friend. As we take up our story once again, we find ourselves in the office of Editor White at the Daily Planet in Metropolis. Editor White is speaking on the telephone. Listen. What's his name? Sidney Rycroft. Yeah. And you say he's a celebrated British explorer? I see. Well, we'll look into it right away. There ought to be a feature story in this. Well, thanks very much for the tip. Right. Goodbye. Yes, Mr. White? Get in touch with Lois Lane immediately. You'll find her at the annual dinner for the Ladies' Historical Society. I've got something important for her to work on. Very well, Mr. White. Oh, by the way, sir, there's someone here to see you. Who? He asked me to withhold his name, Mr. White. What? But he said you'd be very happy to see him. He also said that it's most urgent for him to see you. I'm not in the habit of seeing people who... Oh, very well. I've got a few minutes. Send him in. Yes, sir. Hello there, Chief. What? What? Chief? Clark Kent and Jimmy. Hello, well, well, well. Glad to see us, Chief. I certainly am. I've got a job for you that's got to be covered right away. Now, wait and... a minute, wait a minute. Hold on here. We just got back in town. We've been away for a long time, remember? I'm not unaware of that, Kent. You've just gotten back from visiting Comanche Joe's Ranch out in the far west. Yes. The stories you've sent back in the case of the Howling Coyote have been very good. Very good indeed. Well, thanks. But that job is finished now, and I've got another. Well, can you beat that? Chief, aren't you, uh, aren't you going to welcome us home? From an assignment? Why should I? your job, isn't it? Oh, Am I supposed to throw a party every time you come back from an assignment that takes you out of the city for a while? <laughs> no, Chief. No, but we thought at least you'd be glad to see us. I am glad to see you. Welcome home. Happy to have you back. Oh, thanks. Now then, this new assignment I've got for you. Now, wait a minute now, wait a minute. Before I do anything for you, Chief, there's something you've got to do for me. Yeah, it's about Tumbleweed Jones. Huh? What? Tumbleweed Jones? Well, who the devil is he? Well, he's a friend of ours. And is he an expert with the bow and arrow? Bow and arrow? Tumbleweed Jones? Kent, what is all this? Well, Chief, Tumbleweed Jones is one of Comanche Joe's ranch hands. He, uh, he came back with us to Metropolis, and, well, you, you've got to help us get him out of jail. Get, get him out of jail? And you only got back this morning? You mean to say this, this Tumbleweed Jones is in jail already? Well, it wasn't his fault. No, you see, Chief, he's not used to the city, and well, he doesn't realize that he can't be as free and easy here as he can be out on a ranch. He spoke very nicely to the cop. It was only because the cop pushed him. The, the that... cop pushed him? Well, why should the cop push him? Uh, well, uh, uh, Tumbleweed pushed the cop. He pushed the cop? Well, uh, it wasn't exactly a push. Because, you see, when the cop fell off his horse, Tumbleweed... Uh, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. In the name of heaven, Kent, what is all this? What happened? Give me the story from beginning to end. Well, it was this way, Chief. 
Tumbleweed was feeling kind of homesick. So he hits a cop. Well, no, no, that's what led up to it. You see, uh, when we got out of the camp at the hotel, Tumbleweed spied a cop on horseback nearby. Well, he hadn't seen a horse in such a long time that he simply had to go up to the cop and talk to him. Well, well? Well, they talked for a few minutes, and then Tumbleweed said that he thought the cop was holding his reins too tightly. He said the horse would get a tough mouth because of holding the reins so tightly. And the cop said he knew how to ride a horse and for Tumbleweed to mind his own business. Good for the cop. Uh, yes, yes. But then Tumbleweed said it was his business because he knows horses and loves them. And then he tried to show the cop how to hold the reins, and that's when the cop told him to go away and sort of pushed him. And he shouldn't have done that to Tumbleweed, Mr. White. That was bad. Yes. Oh, it was. And why, may I ask? Because Tumbleweed pushed him back with his fist, sort of. Uh, pushed him with his fist? Sort of. Uh, you mean your cowboy friend hit him, is that it? Sort of. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'll see what can be done. Meanwhile, this assignment I've got for you, Ken. All right, Chief. What is it? There's a British explorer in town, huh? Sidney Rycroft. He's here on the lecture tour and arrived only a few days ago. I've never met him, but I'm told he's been everywhere and done practically everything. You ought to make a good story. I want you to go up and interview him. He's staying at the Hotel Martin. Okay, I'll call him for an appointment and see him this afternoon. Say, by the way... Uh, wait a minute. Hello? Oh, yes, Lois. It's Lois, Mr. Kent. Gosh. I'm glad you called, Lois. You can stay over there at the Historical Society. I'm putting Kent on the job I had in mind for you. Uh, what's that? Yes, yes, he's back. Just got in this morning. All right, all right. I'll make the assignment, and I put Kent on that story. Eight floor, please. Uh, let's see. The man at the desk said room 814. 814 to your left, sir. Oh, thank you. Gee, this is exciting, Mr. Kent. I've never met an explorer before. Yeah, it is exciting, isn't it? Let's see. 810, 812, 814. Well, I'll be... Holy mackerel, Mr. Kent. What is that sticking in the door? Oh, it's a dagger, Jimmy. A strange-looking dagger stuck right in the center of the door. Oh, what's it mean? I haven't any idea. I've got a feeling we'll soon find out. First, we'll pull that dagger out of the door. Now we'll ring the bell and wait for Mr. Rycroft to open the door. That's the queerest thing I've ever seen. Dagger stuck into a hotel room door. Well, maybe there's a story here somewhere, Jimmy. Keep your eyes and ears open. Don't worry, I will. I want to get to be as good a reporter as you are, Mr. Kent. Yes? Oh, how do you do? Uh, I'm Clark Kent of the Daily Planet. I've come to interview Mr. Rycroft, Sidney Rycroft. Oh. Oh, come in, please. I'm sure I... Well, what is that you're holding in your hand? Oh, it's a dagger. I just found it stuck in the door. Oh, Mr. Kent, quick. She's going to faint. Oh, here, wait. No, no, it's quite all right, really. I, I shan't faint. That dagger, it rather bowled me over for a moment. Well... Begins to appear as if the cult of Osiris really meant it, after all. Cult of Osiris meant what? Osiris, as you know, was an Egyptian god. Yes, but... In Egypt, I was warned to keep out of the tomb where Osiris is believed to have been buried. I was told that death would certainly strike at anyone who broke the seal of that tomb. Well, I broke it. That dagger, Mr. Kent, is a warning... I should think it's your father who has to worry, not you. After all, I take it you merely accompanied him into the tomb. My father? Oh, yes, Sidney Rycroft. Oh, <laughs> I'm afraid you misunderstand, Mr. Kent. I'm Sidney Rycroft. Holy mackerel, a girl. Oh, Jimmy, I beg your pardon, Miss Rycroft. It never occurred to me that the name Sidney... Oh, it's was... quite a common name for a girl in England, oh, Mr. Kent. Yes, of course it is. Well, Miss Rycroft, ab about that dagger... Oh, I've been through much the same sort of thing before, Mr. Kent, and I... <laughs> I flatter myself that I'm rather capable of taking care of myself very well. 
Look here, Mr. Kent, I should like very much to give you an interview, but I'm pressed for time at the moment. But, Miss Mycroft, it's... Well, I'll tell you what. I had bought three tickets for the great Gambini tonight. Oh, the magician? Gee, I want to see that myself. Well, I was about to say. You see, I had invited two friends, a man and his wife, to come with me. They called me only a few moments ago and said they couldn't make it, so... Would you and your young friend care to join me tonight? We can have a little chat after the performance. Well, I say yes, Mr. Kent. Gosh, the great Gambini. <laughs> Youth must be served, Miss Rycroft. Where shall we meet tonight? Why, um, I'd suggest that you meet me outside the theater at exactly 8.30. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, wasn't that funny, Miss Rycroft? It certainly was, Jimmy. <laughs> the great Gambini is not only an amazing magician, he's quite a comedian, too. Well, I guess that trick winds up the show. Oh, no, no, there's still one more to come. A disappearing act, I believe. Oh, sure. See? They're moving a big black box onto the stage. Yes, yes, and Gambini is holding up his hands for silence. Ladies and gentlemen, I am now about to execute for you a trick which no one has ever been able to solve. You will see here on the stage a box. I will place within that box a person from the audience. I will then seal the box. And then, presto, I shall cause not only the person, but the box as well to vanish into thin air. Uh, may I have from the audience a volunteer, please? Anyone at all, anyone? Uh, you, you young lady, uh, would you please? He's pointed at you, Miss Rice. <laughs> yes, so I see, but I, I'd rather not. Please, young woman. If I may say so, you're very beautiful, very charming. Oh. You will be a wonderful addition to the performance of this trick. Please, I beg I'm you afraid, Miss Rycroft, you can't refuse a compliment please like that. No, I suppose not. <laughs> oh, very well, I'll go up. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. You're very kind of you to come up. Thank you. You, uh, you are not afraid? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> excellent, excellent. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I place this charming lady inside the black box. So, will you please take it? Thank you, thank you. So, now I close the lid of the box. So... Gosh, he's closed Miss Rycroft up in that box, Mr. Kent. Mm, sort of exciting, isn't it? And now, presto, change your magnifico. I clap my hands, so... <laughs> Look, the box has disappeared. It, it isn't there anymore. Just an illusion, Jimmy. All done with mirrors. Oh, wait. Gambini's going to say something. And uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes my performance. Good night. Good night to you all. Good night. Concludes his performance? Mr. Kent, the train's coming down and Gambini's walked off the stage. And he hasn't made Miss Rycroft appear again. So I see, Jim. Do you, do you think it's part of the trick? It's part of a trick, all right. A trick I don't think I'm going to like. Come on. Where are we going? We're going backstage to see Gambini. And I've got a feeling the quicker we get back there, the better. Has something really happened to Miss Rycroft, the British explorer? Was the Egyptian dagger a warning of death? Strange adventures are in store for our friends in this new mystery. Adventures which will tax the powers even of Superman. Be sure to hear the next episode of our exciting mystery story, With Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.